You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Reese Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270 625 131. So this is the Reese Heath podcast, the Reese Heath 100 podcast, and it's Lizzie Parkin here. And I'm delighted to be speaking now to one of our uh, very important members of our alumni, a past principal here at the Reese Heath College, and that's Mr. Vic Croxon. Vic, Vic, it's lovely to see you here. Thank you so much for coming. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for the opportunity, Lizzie. It's lovely to be back at Reese Heath. Great to have you here. How does it feel coming back on campus? Oh, it's always an exciting place to visit. I mean, such beautiful surroundings, such an inspiring campus. Can't help but feel good being at Reese Heath. When were you last here? I came about a year or so ago, I guess. Or would it have been pre-COVID? Yes, it would have been pre-COVID, so a couple of years ago. Good. So it's fair to say you've kept in touch with the with the college since you left. That's correct. But I only come when I'm invited. I think it's very important that uh, <laughs> old principals don't hover around in the, like Banquo's ghost, you know. So I only come when I'm invited and it's always a pleasure to be here. Great. Well, I'm really pleased to say that to now post-COVID and with our 100-year celebrations, there's going to be lots of opportunities to invite you in. So I do hope you've got some little gaps in your, your diary for us. First of all, let's find out about your career that got you to this point at being at Reese Heath. So a little snapshot of your career prior to Reese Heath. Sure. I, I started my career at the Shropshire Farm Institute. Uh, and, and even the name sort of rings uh, a certain sense of history, doesn't it? The Shropshire Farm Institute. And I was there for 10 years as a lecturer and a warden and had special responsibility there for the pig unit. And I, I, after 10 years, I, I, I was promoted to a head of agriculture in Staffordshire. So I moved from one county to the next and uh, spent 10 years, 10 very happy years at Rod Baston at the Staffordshire College of Agriculture. Um, and uh, I, my, my pig interest remained and I was responsible for the very historic herd of large white pigs that, that was one of the oldest large white herds of pigs in the country. Cool. Um, and uh, I then was promoted to uh, a head of, uh, from head of agriculture to vice principal, who had therefore management responsibility for the whole of the farm in that, in that neck of the woods. Um, and then a spell as acting principal following the sudden and untimely death of the acting of the principal at the time. So I was acting principal at uh, Rod Baston for a while uh, and then uh, came to Reese Heath uh, in 1987. Uh, so 10 years in Shropshire, 10 years in Staffordshire and I guess when I arrived in Cheshire everybody had a 10 year, a t- a ten year lifespan expectancy on me but uh, I did that and stayed until 2004 so 17 years then at Reese Heath. Brilliant. Now, I think it's fair to say that you saw quite a lot of changes. You implemented some interesting things here at Reese Heath. Take us back to the, the early stages. What was that first few years like here? I think actually I was appointed, in fact, I'm the last principal to have been appointed by Cheshire County Council. Of course, even Cheshire County Council now no longer exists and has been replaced by Cheshire East and Cheshire West. But my appointment was very much a county appointment. I was appointed by Cheshire County Council, the local education authority, which had responsibility for uh, its agricultural college. Mm -hmm. And so that involved a a heavy involvement of both local uh, authority officers and 
elected councillors on the Cheshire County Council. And we had, in fact, one day of interviews here and a second day at County Hall in Chester. So it was in those days, Cheshire County Council was the organisation that had an enormous influence and, and, and took their responsibilities for uh, Reese Heath very seriously. I think they, we were fortunate in those days in that Reese Heath was very much viewed by local councillors as the sort of jewel in their mm. crown. And because it's such a delightful campus, they often used it for various kinds of civic occasions. And we were often able to host all sorts of distinguished visitors to the county who came to the mm. came to the college as part of their visit. And we therefore had uh, uh, visits by various members of the royal family and others over those years. Councillors themselves used it for their summer garden party and so on. And, 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 the, and, and as a consequence, I think, of that love that that the local authority had for the college. They looked after the college as well as they could, but like all local authorities, there was always an issue in terms of the extent to which they could fund uh, the college to the level at which those of us who worked here mm. uh, felt was appropriate. So mm. there, was always, yeah. there was always that uh, discussion about an annual budget, and it was just an annual grant that we were given from the local authority to, to run the establishment. And, and it was, the expenditure of that budget was very heavily influenced by chief education officer and 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 the further education uh, officer and FE advisors and and of course all the, the kind of panoply of local authority uh, people finance legal building they all had a hand mm. in the running of the college but like my predecessors that was that was the way it was mm. and perhaps I ought to pay at this stage tribute to my predecessors, Messrs. Mercer, Lamberton, and George England, um, three principals who between them actually served for two thirds of the time uh, that uh, we're celebrating Absolutely. in this century. Yeah. And, and, and they, like me, were employed by Cheshire County Council and did a tremendous job in establishing the ethos and that great Reese Heath family spirit mm. that I think is in endured over over the century and, and, and uh, uh, I'm so pleased to celebrate that. Yeah. How did you feel about steering this, this great ship Reese Heath through that big change? Well the big change came in 1993 uh, when the local authority, the Cheshire County Council, um, by Act of Parliament actually lost those controls for this uh, great place. It was um, incorporation that moved all uh, FE colleges, sixth forms, from the control of local authorities up and down the land. And colleges, uh, by virtue of that act, were incorporated. So Reese Heath, in 1st of April 1993, became a further education corporation, which meant that we were no longer controlled in the way that I've described mm. by the local authority, by Cheshire County Council. And we had a whole new set of uh, freedoms, uh, but with that, of course, came enormous responsibilities. Uh, I mean, one of the freedoms that were very strongly pointed out at the time was the freedom to go bust, because, <laughs> because the whole idea in a sort of post-Thatcherite era was that uh, the uh, idea behind incorporation largely was to make us more businesslike in terms mm. of the way we set about it. There was this, there was this um, view that colleges such as Reese Heath were too well uh, protected and looked after by local authorities, uh, 
didn't apply universally, but it was certainly true in Cheshire. And that perhaps we needed a bit of a shake-up mm. and we needed to become more competitive and more mm. business-like. Uh, and rather than just relying on an annual local authority grant, we had to find ways in which we could ensure that the finances of the institution were viable. And, and so it set a whole new set of challenges uh, for, for all the staff here at Reese Heath in terms of making that enormous change from local authority funding to being funded nationally through a funding formula by, in the first instance, the Further Education Funding Council, the beloved FEFC, subsequently replaced by the Learning and Skills Council. But those days were interesting, to say the <laughs> least. Any, any little special moments you want to share with us? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a time of, of, of opportunity and, mm. and, it, and, and because of those new responsibilities, we had a need to appoint our own set of people with new skill sets. Mm. We, we appointed an accountant. That was quite interesting. Uh, we appointed uh, human resource people. Uh, we appointed a state management, management uh, team and so on. Mm. So it was an exciting time in that a whole new set of skills came in amongst the staff. But we also had quite a different governing body. Previously, the governing body was predominantly populated by local authority people, elected members in particular. And we still retained some of those because we wanted to retain the link with the local authority. But again, we had a need and a, and, and a responsibility for establishing a whole new governing body at Reseed. And that gave us the opportunity to bring in um, people with a, 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 a much broader skill set. And we took trouble to make sure they represented the industries that Reseed served. And we brought in people who had national reputations and to, who had a, a love for Reese Heath and, 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 and served the college well. And they brought in a new set of, of, of ideas and, and, and great ambition for the college. And, and, and that was an exciting mm. and challenging time. And I think Reese Heath benefited from that enormous change. Mm. So looking back on it, although um, we lived in interesting times mm. around 1993 and through incorporation, looking back on it, I think it was the best thing that could have happened and Reese Heath has grown and flourished as a consequence of that, uh, because it had to. Uh, had it not grown, then I don't think it would have survived. And certainly that fate um, did happen to a mm. number of what were relatively small specialist colleges, some just serving the farming industry. There was a great need to mm. diversify in order to survive. Yeah, and, and that that was an exciting time yeah. to be at Reese Heath. Yeah. Now that's a fantastic introduction to that first part of your your career here at Reese Heath. And we're going to pause there, but before we do, we're standing outside the main hall and outside the current principal's office, looking at the lovely main lawn and the lake. What kind of memories you, are triggered when you stand here? Well, actually, I mean, the principal's office now does overlook the lake and, and did during the latter part of my time. But, but when I first came, uh, it wasn't uh, such a good view. We were at the first door on the right through the front door, um, the Mercer room, which... That's a um, cold room, isn't it? Yes, yes, <laughs> it, 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 it was, but oak panelled and, and had that sense of gravitas about it. So it was a, it was a splendid office to, to start my career at Reese but I was very happy to move, I have to say, <laughs> which I did uh, after not too many years, to um, the room uh, with the view over the lake to which you refer. I mean, one of the anecdotes perhaps of that 
room that I remember well was that um, my predecessor, dear George England, said to me uh, as part of the induction, which wasn't lengthy, I have to say, George tended to be a man of few words, all well chosen. But one of the things he said to me was now, you need to be careful with this chair. And there was this folding chair that was sitting by the fireplace. And it certainly had a, a look of age about it. And, and I remembered the fact that he'd said that this chair needed looking after. Uh, I never questioned him as to why that was the case. But a few years afterwards, we hosted uh, an antiques roadshow style mm. event uh, at the college. And, 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 and people were invited to bring along their prized possessions. I thought, oh, I'll take this chair along because George obviously valued it. So I took it along. Um, with, with, <laughs> to these experts and, and told them the story that the previous principal had informed me that I need to look after this chair. And after examining it very carefully and turning it upside down, they said, well, I think what he meant was don't sit on it because it's full of woodworm. <laughs> Brilliant. That's lovely. Thank you very much for that. I think that's a lovely um, place to wrap up part one of our, our interview today because I'd like to carry on with that, that latter part of your career post-1993. Uh, 1993. So thank you very much indeed, Vic. We're going to pause it there and uh, you can tune in next time for part two. You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Reese Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270 625 131.